Good morning. Welcome to In God at Dawn. A change of heart. Acts 3 verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord in order to be saved. We must know by experience the meaning of true conversion. Well, it's a fearful mistake for men and women to go on day by day professing to be Christians, yet having no right to the name in God's sight. Profession is nothing. Position is nothing. He asks, is your life in harmony with my precepts and principles? There are many who um, they suppose that they're converted, but they're not able to bear the test of character presented in the Word of God. So there's a test of character in God's Word that might give you something to study. A test of character. Jesus went through tests of character. All of his people do. He went into the wilderness before he even began his ministry, and Satan tested him on appetite. On, uh, let's see, what is it? It is the uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So appetite would fall under the lust of the flesh. And you can study that out on your own. There are tests of character that we must bear. Can we deny ourselves for a principle? Conversion is a change of heart. Um, turning from unrighteousness to righteousness. So I guess we need to understand what unrighteousness is and what righteousness is. It's an underlying indwelling principle of selflessness or that same underlying indwelling purpose of selfishness. They're basically different. Um, so relying upon the merits of Christ Yes, Jesus is the one who makes a change in us. We rely on him. We're relying upon the merits of Christ, exercising true faith in him. The repentant sinner receives pardon for sin. So if we're not repentant, we don't get pardoned. But as he ceases to do evil and he learns to do well, he grows in grace and in the knowledge of God. He sees that in order to follow Jesus, he must separate from the world. And after counting the cost, he looks upon all as loss. Just like Paul said, I count it all but loss for the sake of Jesus, for the cross of Christ. If he may but win Christ, he enlists in his army and bravely and cheerfully engages in the warfare, fighting against natural inclinations and selfish desires bringing the will into subjection to the will of Christ. Daily he seeks the Lord for grace, and he is strengthened and helped. Self once reigned in his heart, and worldly pleasure was his delight. Now self is dethroned, and God reigns supreme. His life reveals the fruit of righteousness. The sins he once loved, he now hates. Firmly and resolutely he follows in the path of holiness, this is genuine conversion. Let's not forget that in his conversion and sanctification, 
Man must cooperate with God. Work out your own salvation. With fear and trembling, the word declares, for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Oh, it's God that's working in us. So that's Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Man cannot transform himself by the exercise of his will. So we have to understand the true purpose of the will. The true purpose of the will is, who do I belong to? And then once, your will, once you will yourself to belong to Jesus, then Jesus can give you the victory over whatever temptation or test you are facing. The purpose of the will is to choose to follow Christ or not to follow him, and then ask Jesus to work it out. We can't transform ourselves by the exercise of our will. We possess no power by which this change may be effected. The renewing energy must come from God, not from ourselves. It comes from God, and we go to him. We have to keep going to him over and over. The change can be made only by the Holy Spirit. Now, he who would be saved, high or low, rich or poor, must submit to the working of this power. Yeah, we have to let go, don't we? So, do you think that you can be born again or converted without a change of heart? You know, there really are those who think so. A change of heart is also a change of character. I'm sure you agree. But we read that we must know by experience the meaning of true conversion. Like, for instance, in a fire, wood will be converted to ashes and gases. But the wood and the gases and the ashes have no feelings, do they? It's just a change that occurs to them. There's no bliss involved in that conversion. We may not feel bliss, but we will feel peace and trust will develop. So a conversion from one state to another is a change that can be seen. It can take time to manifest to those around us. We may begin to change in subtle ways, but we will change. We read that in order to follow Jesus, we must separate from the world. Mm. And like an alcoholic, we should stay away from the things that would draw us back. We may think, oh, one time won't hurt, but one chocolate calls for another, all individually wrapped like little Christmas gifts with a surprise center to delight. Once our taste for it increases, you take one and your taste for it increases, and one movie experience demands more movies. It may never get easier. It never gets easier, not may. It never gets easier than right now or yesterday would have been easier. It only gets harder to part with wrong habits. Um, sometimes I can't read my handwriting. I write my notes out and then <laughs> try to read it back. You know, it hurts Jesus to have Satan and his angels taunting him that once we have failed, that we are his faithful followers. Here are your faithful followers after he sacrificed for us. Or taunting him that these are the ones who love you. Especially when he and your personal guardian angels stand ready to give you victory, joy, and redemption, and nobility of spirit. That's a powerful witness in the world. And the Lord is, wants to give you this. He wants you to be your best. He wants you to be like him. He's not selfishly holding anything back from you that would make you better. So we must cooperate with God. Remember that it was to 
guaranteed freedom of choice that Jesus died. So we must choose to obey and cooperate. Or we choose to disobey and cooperate with Satan. We read that in Philippians 2.12, that we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So there's some work involved in this and some planning. We're not to make provision for the flesh. Don't hide something in your house that one day you might want to uh, break down and do wrong. It's a serious matter, and we can refuse to make provision for the flesh. Get everything out of your house that draws you to the world. Then there's a very important step, and that is to replace it with things that God can approve, and there's so much. Now, this is not in any particular order. I wrote down some ideas. There are some things that you'll be able to choose that work better for you. Anything that you can study or learn to do that increases your intelligence and ability to serve the Lord is good. Learn music. Learn a language. Practice working memory exercises. Study nature. Get involved helping animals or children. Take leadership training. Help out in your church and your community. There's many things that you can do to take the place of bad habits. Study prophecy. Memorize your favorite promises in the Bible. Learn to cook without fat, sugar, or animal products. Read God's Word. The change can be, can be made by the Spirit of Christ. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27 Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you have given us everything we need in order to take your hand and walk with you by faith. Help us to begin to recognize that voice of Satan tempting us and turn from it immediately before we make a mistake and let's immediately come to you and give you our will so that you can work out in us the changes that we need and we can cooperate. Lord, I pray for those who are here with me this morning, a special little prayer to draw you near to them, to draw them near to you. Help them to be able to get their diet in order so that they can hear your voice better. Find those things that stop them from being able to be sensitive to your call. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, wherever you are in the world. One day we may meet, and I pray that it's under the right circumstances. God bless you today.